Hello there and welcome back to episode number four of Commanding Cryptically, the only podcast that casts for one you, 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 and caters to you, the listener. Given, don't think there are many podcasts that cast for one you, 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 either, but, uh, still, it's a catchy, catchphrase, it's supposed to be catchy, because it's a catchphrase. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah? <laughs> okay, so, sorry, I've been out for a couple weeks doing Christmas vacation-y stuff. Yeah. Wish you all a good Merry Christmas if you celebrate that. Happy New Year regardless if you do. Um, a sad end of winter break. Man. Feels so depressing when you just set your alarm. You don't know how good it is to wake up late until you have to wake up early for school. So, um, to remedy me being out for all that while, I have decided to do a special Mongo Double Plus New Thing episode. That's right. Here today, live and in person, neither, on commanding cryptically, I'm going to give you my thoughts on a competitive modern deck. Hmm. One of my decks being competitive. Think about that. It's weird. Then, I'm going to give you the jankiest brew yet for modern. And then, I'm going to add a commanding cryptically first. I'm going to add two of them. I'm holding up two fingers, but you can't see this, because this is audio. Um, I'm going to add two rants. That's right. This will be the first time a rant is on Commanding Cryptically. A discussion, a freeform uh, discussion with myself, I guess, and this device I'm recording, You, my voice on so that you guys can hear me. <sighs> I'm got no prompt, no writing, no script, just what have you. Just what comes off the top of my head. So the agenda for today's tiring end of the day will be first, I'm going to give you my take on Bant Spirits. Then, in a deck I like to call White Blue Ghostbusters! <laughs> then I'm going to deliver a Sam Brew, a new brew, a brew so new that it just came out of the brewery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was really bad. This is called Starry Night Dot Deck. 
This is a Starfield of Nyx reanimator deck that plans to uh, to get out a deadly combo that will stop your opponents from ever playing a spell again. But then again, we'll get to that when we get to that. For now, I'm going to leave you with some nice intro music, and I'll get back to you on White Blue Ghostbusters. Juice. Hello again to this week's episode of Commanding Cryptically, the double C, double C, double C, double C. No, we, I, not we, am go- are, I am going to break down my take on Bant Spirits, what I call White Blue Ghostbuster. This is much like the your typical Bant Spirits deck, but... More all-in, not with the Cocoa Plan, not with anything. Yeah, just just 12 wards. Uh, flying dudes. Lingering souls. So I guess it's Esper. Ghostbusters. Lingering souls. And even a special, special spice that I'll tell you about in a sec. When we get to it, in a spicy, cyborg, spicy, spicy, cyborg, spicy, spicy, cyborg. So, alright. Time to start breaking down white-blue Ghostbusters. So, we'll start with the main component of the deck, which are the aforementioned 12 hordes. We have four Drog Skull Captain, four Supreme Phantom, and four Metallic Mimic. Now let me explain what uh, each of these do. So, Drog Skull Captain is the key to our deck, as it's just deadly, and in multiples, unbeat control can't beat it, except with the Wrath. Uh, So, Drog Skull Captain is one light blue for a uh, 2-2 flyer. It's a spirit. With other spirit creatures you control, get plus one, plus one, and have, here's the kicker, hexproof. So if we can get two of these out, they start giving each other hexproof, which is quite dominant, meaning that all the cards that would normally destroy us, bolt path, our deck is very weak to push, DK. Any removal is just so debilitating. Uh, and I guess stops them maelstrom pulsing our souls tokens, but uh, do they play Assassin's Trophy? Yeah, probably in that place. Um, so, yeah, Drog Skull Captain is the key to this deck and works really well uh, aside from multiples of itself with another card I'll get to quite soon, and since all our creatures are phantoms, I'm not phantoms, 
Oof. I, that was a Freudian slip. Uh, since all our creatures are spirits, this is just a, uh, not gay as an, a glorious anthem with legs or vapor for legs. Uh, so, next up we have Supreme Phantom, the other, uh, warg that's always played. This is one blue for a 1-3 flyer with other spirit creatures you control get plus one plus one. Pretty basic. This one's good that with enough, with uh, one more buff or just another Supreme Phantom, they start getting out of the range of Lightning Bolt, which is quite interesting. Also, they they block well. They block Snapcaster Mages really well. Stuff like that, yeah. Um, they're just really good lords. Super excellent flyers, and if you aren't playing for them, I think you're doing something wrong, to be honest. Uh, next up is the uh, Drankier Lord that I've thrown in here. Uh, to make us have 12 wards. Ha! Merfolk, you can't have that. You can have 8. Well, I guess you can if you play this one, too. This is any tribal war. This is metallic, mimic. So this is uh, 2 for an artifact creature. Either a shapeshifter or construct. I believe it would be a shapeshifter. It's a 2-1 with when metallic mimic enters the battlefield, choose a creature. Uh, and then creatures uh, you you control of that chosen type enter the battlefield with the plus one plus one counter. So this is essentially a lord that if they kill it, uh, the counters live. All, something good, uh, not good about this, a con, is that it's one of our only non-evasive creatures, so it's probably best at sitting back and pumping the team. But I guess if you have once, oh yeah, and its creature type changes to well, spear in this case. Yeah, it's a good card. I don't think there's much else to say. So for Warwick, we have four Drog Skull Captain, four Supreme Phantom, and four Metallic Mimic. Now I'm going to get to a interesting card that interacts very well with the aforementioned Drog School Captain. This is our playset of Phantasmal Image. So what Phantasmal Image is, it is a uh, one in a blue for a zero zero with when it enters the battlefield, uh, it enters the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield except it gains. When this creature becomes the target of the spell or ability, sacrifice it so it's got the ghost mechanic uh so what this is really good is is with supreme phantom giving a hex proof uh what you can do is play a supreme phantom then play a phantasmal image copying the supreme phantom and since both uh not su sorry drog skull captain again looking at the wrong thing um uh since both Drog Skull Captains are out and live, the Hexproof uh, defeats the downside, and you've got yourself just another two-mana ward. Given this one requires a little bit of working around, but it's quite worth it. Also, with the Supreme Phantom, 
I mean, this is a little corner case, but if they have a spirit, then it's just a two-mana clone. But that is less likely to happen. Alright, now I'm going to move into the play the uh acceptably these are good cards in the deck and they are powerful tournament staples uh part of the show we normally i don't have that uh four spell queller four mausoleum wander one geist of saint shaft all right uh spell queller most of you should know this this being an in-depth magic podcast and all but i'll go over it quickly this is one white blue for what else? A spirit. It's a 2-3 with flash and flying. And when it enters the battlefield, uh, exile a spell and an opponent controls with converted mana cost 4 or less until spell quarter leaves the battlefield. Okay, go. So, uh, Drog Skull Captain is, again, very good with this because if they can't target it, they can't get the spell back. Also, it's possibly the best white blue card ever printed. I'll get to the uh, competitor in just a second, but uh, Spellqueller is a powerhouse. You can uh, leave up mana and then flash it in, and even without a spell to counter, it's still a 3 mana, probably 3-4 flash flying here with all our lords, and that's still very good to ambush a blocker. Make them think you're out of gas, because the rest of the deck operates on sorcery speed. Just very effective, very dominating, a very annoying card. So, uh, next up we have Mausoleum Wander, a uh, playset, as well as the playset of Spellqueller. Uh, Mausoleum Wanderer is blue for a 1 1 spirit with flying. Whenever uh, another spirit enters the battlefield under your control, goes plus 1 plus 1 till end of turn. And sacrifice uh, Mausoleum Wanderer. And you counter target instant sorcery spell unless its controller pays X, where X is a spell, uh, Mausoleum Wanderer's power. So, again, like Spell Quower, this is, uh, this gives us a nice piece of interaction. Also, um, it's our only one mana play, so we can slam it, slam a Supreme Phantom. To, this would be like a dream curve. Slam it, slam a Supreme Phantom, beat for three uh, souls, and beat for lots of damage. Uh, yeah, and then we've basically got the game locked up. It's excellent beater and gives us good at interaction in a pinch. And finally, I'm going to get to that other competitor for the best white-blue card in the history of modern best format. Uh, so, because of all the janky things you can do without worrying about being out comboed on turn one, which is the worst feeling ever. So, we've got uh, what you guys probably guessed, and what you definitely guessed, because I already told you about it. This is one copy of Geist of St. Draft, which is... Uh, one light blue for a legendary creature. It's a 2-2 with hexproof. With whenever it attacks, put a 4-4 white flying angel creature token onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking, exile at the end of combat. So, uh, the thing about Geist is he's very fragile, but they can't bolt him. He's bad in combat, is what I mean. 
but if you get him to survive, that's uh, six combined power and toughness with three mana, four with flying, two with hexproof, which is just nutso. And, ah, yeah. Uh, what's good about this is that our wargs, um, let us buff up the Geist so that it's a 3 3 or 4 4. And then when we do that, it is going to town. It's less scared of creature combat. I'm sorry for that wrestling that just occurred. It just gets to go in there and smash people's faces like nobody's business. Bring angel wreck people from the flying skies. Yeah. One copy of Geister Snake Draft. That's all there really is to say. Except all that I just did. Um, so, to recap, that would be four copies of Spellcrawler, four Mausoleum Wonder, and one Geist of Saint Traft. Alright, now we get to the... I should, man. I should, before I get to the complete janks... I'll talk about another card that's a key piece, and is why we're splashing black with a uh, goggle shine and two watery grave, but that's a sneak peek into the lands. Uh, this is, as you guys probably guessed, this is Lingering Souls. So, uh, Lingering Souls is, everyone knows this, but I still have to go through it, uh, sorcery for two and white. Make two one wing spirits with flying and flashback one in the black. This is the one of the backbones of our deck. Makes like big giant spirits excellent with a ward because that is now eight power for five mana over four bodies with flying. Really, really hard to beat. Also, it just offers another option to like get around big flyers because i mean if they've got a five five flyer but you've got like six two two flyers i mean who's gonna win that you are hint um and also this combines excellent with mazalee wonder making a three three or in some rare cases a five five probably six six that is going to town on their life total and bringing it down. So, yeah, four lingering souls. So, uh, now we get to the janky part of the show. We've got three departed deckhands, two haunted phantasms, and three inoffensive kin tree spirit. Alright, so departed deckhand. This is one and a blue for a 2-2 with the ability that Phantasmal Limit has as well, which is when this creature becomes the target of spell or ability, sacrifice it. It also has uh, is a spirit, so it's not so good, but it has Departed Deckhand can't be blocked by non-spirit creatures, so this is excellent to get through a flying board, so like 4 form blockable, 3-3 three, three unblockable, and stoppable kicker is that you can also pay three in a blue to graph this ability onto another creature, letting your, ooh, sick combo with Geist, man, <laughs> letting your Geist, like, slip through, letting your Beastie Boys battle 
Ooh, alliteration. Uh, yeah. Just cheap, evasive beer with late game utility. Yay! Yay! Yeah, and now we move on to another janky card. <laughs> another janky card. We have three copies of Miss Onofensa, the Kindred Spirit, which is white, white for a 2-2 legendary creature, Spirit, with whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, bolster one. So, yeah, another non-token creature, I believe. Uh, uh-huh. So, this is sort of bonkers. You can, because as, as you've noticed, our curve does not top three. So, you can just slam your hand and you've got a spirit getting in there. And all your other guys are entering with counters and you're... Mausoleum Wander becomes a sudden clock. Pretty good. Yeah, sort of hard to say much else about an offense, just a cheap spirit that puts counters on your creatures. Yeah. Seems decent. Alright, now it's time for the maximum jank. The jank to the next level. The jank that will make all the other drink. Go home and cry. This is two copies of Hunted Phantasm. Yay! So, Hunted Phantasm is one blue blue for a 5-6 spirit with unblockable. Yes, you heard me right. That is a 3-5-6 with unblockable. Sort of insane, but slight downside here. When it enters your battlefield, of the battlefield, your opponent makes five one one red goblins. So the flavor is here's the phantasm. Goblins are hunting it. Pretty low hanging fruit. Uh so hunted phantasm is not good on its own as it's just a one for one trade, but here most of our aside from Geist on Offenza and on Offenza and uh Mimic, I guess. We all our creatures have flying or the part of deck hand or hunting phantasm unblockable. So, uh, yeah, uh, we can ignore those goblins. We'll beating in with a three mana, probably six seven unblockable. Now this is the height level of drink. Hunted creatures are really fun to build around. They're sort of crazy. Should probably do more with them. Yeah. So, those are all the uh, spells. Now I'm going to do a quick breakdown of the lands. Just quickly. Pretty standard. Uh, four Flooded Strand. Uh, two Paluga Delta. Two Marshlands. Four Hollow Phantom. One Goggle Shrine. Two Watery Graves. Watery Grave. And uh, two Morgan Taunt. So, basic. Morgan Taunt. Looks our dead spirits turn into more spirits. Also, we have four copies of Cavern of Souls, because aside from Lingering Souls and Cavern of Souls, ha, and maybe Metallic Mimic, I'm not sure if they're ruling there, all our guys are spirits, so we, bam, 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 Cavern of Souls, we, uncounterable, ha, 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 
and we can interact with them with Spellclower and Wander, and they can interact with us because we are caverning them. And yeah. So now I'm gonna go to the sideboard here. Up. Also, we have one island and one plains for a non painless, for painless fetching and getting around Blood Moon, although. Yeah, it's not too good against Blood Moon, guys. Look out. On uh, sideboard, we have two resting piece, which is standard, you know, exiled everything from graveyards, everything is exiled. Three stony silence, uh, activated abilities of artifacts can't be activated. And three landline of sanctity, which is, we all know, the hexproof line. Now gets to spicy stuff. Two Eidolon of Rhetoric, which is a two and white, one four enchantment creature spirit with players can't cast more than one spell a turn. So this is a conveniently sized spirit, helps us go on a defensive plan that just happens uh, to shut off things like Arclight Phoenix, Storm, Pyromancer, Ascension, Young Pyromancer, and slow other decks down. It's very good. And by the time we're playing it, we've probably almost emptied our hand already. Uh, next, we have two copies of Cameo False Hope, which is white for a 1 1 spirit where we can sack to fog. Pretty basic here, just against like other creature decks. Bias another turn, which is Lexus Beaten for like another 5 and. Com- and dominate the race also happens to be another one drop spirit where a little white on those which is unfortunate next is a very janky sideboard card i guarantee only like 20 percent of you will know what this is this is azorius herald uh three spurn and um, other creature decks this is two in a white for a two one spirit with flying with when it enters the battlefield, if blue was spent to cast it, you gain four life, so just yeah, slam my herald and counter a Boros Charm or a Lightning Bolt plus a Swift Spear. Uh simple good sideboard card. Alright, now I'm gonna recap the whole thing of the white blue Ghostbusters deck for modern. You've got three departed deck hand. 4 Drog Skull Captain, 4 Supreme Phantom, 4 Metallic Mimic, 4 Lingering Souls, 4 Spell Cleller, 4 Mausoleum Wanderer, 4 Phantasmal Image, 2 Hunted Phantasm, Anathenza Country, uh, 3 Anathenza Country Spirit, 1 Geist of Saint Traft, 4 Flooded Strand, 2 Polluted Delta, 2 Marsh Flats, 4 Hollow Phantom, 1 Goggle Shine, 2 Watery Grave, 4 Cavern of Souls, Two Moreland Haunt, one Island, one Plains. In the sideboard, we have three Azorius Herald, two Eidolon of Rhetoric, two Cameo False Hope, three Leyline of Sanctity, three Stogny Silence, and I won't rest in peace after this because I've got a double episode to do, but two rest in peace. Yep, that is White Blue Ghostbusters for Modern. That's a wrap. Won't see you all next time. I'm. I might 
actually, I'm not sure if I'm going to release this as a two-parter because I'm getting very tired. Um, and so, you'll either see me, uh, tomorrow with, uh, Starry Night for Modern, or you'll see me in a couple of seconds, and get back to you. Okay, so, I have received word from the higher-ups that This is going to be a two-parter. I'll catch you on Monday very soon, but first I'm going to split this out so it's even. I'm going to do the official commanding cryptically first ever rant. So here I'm going to just uh, pick a topic and go. So... Today's topic will be Ravnica Allegiance. Uh, next week, I'll be back to you with a with some sweet brews from Ravnica Allegiance and some uh, pre-release discussion. Because I'll be going to pre-release. Wee Hope I can find out what all the cards do before I have to read them in German. Eek. Life's hard in Germany when you don't speak German. Hint. Okay. Uh, that was a sort of obvious hint. Um, uh, well, at least magic-wise, although everyone's nice and speaks English. Yay! Friendly FM. So, I'm going to just talk about Ravnica Allegiance. I don't know where this is going to go. We'll see where it's going to go, and... Boom! So yeah, Ravnica Allegiance, that's uh, talking about Absorb. It's going to be a nightmare for Red Decks to play against in the current standard meta. Uh, standard meta, what with the power of Teferi. Going to make you bend backwards. I mean, you're playing this in a deck that's also playing Niv-Mizzet. Eek. 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 And, and I'm sort of sad we don't have Undermine. That would have been sweet in uh, Guilds of Ravnica, but hey, whatever. It's still a sweet new reprint. Card's crazy powerful. Um, okay. Uh, let's think of another topic. Do, 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 do. Aha! Mechanics. Eh. Okay, so most people are very down on Adapt, from what I've heard, but... Eh, it's fine. I mean, Monstrosky was fine. I mean, if you're gonna Rigo mechanic, why not Monstrosky? I mean, probably like a four on the four or five or on the storm scale. It's not half bad, and they have a sick Simic flavor. Also, the looks almost strictly better than Monstrosky, and very cool. Also, I, I love the wording, how, like, the creatures adapt so that your biomancer is familiar. So it's like, when your creatures adapt, they adapt as if they had no plus one, plus one counter on it, which is sort of weird templating, but cool. The mechanic I'm actually most down on is addendum. Uh, I think it has weird design space, because 
uh, you it only goes on instants. Although I guess you could put it on cre on uh, cards with flash. Be, ooh, that's cool. Think of a card with. So it would be like one light blue. Th I'm thinking of the one light blue flash creatures today. Spell caller notice. So it could be like one light blue for a flash three three uh with addendum gang for life or something. That would be interesting. Uh but anyway, yeah, so I think and you need to have a good rider. Some of the riders are sort of random. Uh, like the gain two life on their divination and stuff. Uh, I think it's just I just don't like it. I don't fully understand why, but currently I sort of hate it. I also dislike afterlife. It's just a boring, bland battle cry, uh, worker horse mechanic. Never gonna be anything exciting more than you get to double or triple up your sacrifice triggers, hurrah. Make combat and races a nightmare. You can block trade off swinging with the wind. Uh, the mechanics I am excited for, uh, those I'm sort of not about, but mechanics I am excited for are uh, Spectacle and Riot. So, uh, Spectacle, I think, was made to really be the spectacle of this. So, it's new, it's flashy, it's interesting. It's not the greatest mechanic, but it's cool. It's, th it's like, uh, Bloodthirst. Bloodthirst actually originally was a gruel mechanic, which leads me into a perfect accidental segue to riot i think this is awesome design the wording is really cool enters with a, enters with or haste that's just cool and i think it's a very powerful tool to gruel spellbreaker and such um uh, the fact that you can uh double stack riot you make your creatures riot that it plays interestingly with simic uh, oh that would be really cool. Riot and Adapt. Ooh, it's a cool combo on the spot. Design a Riot and Adapt card. So it costs uh, three green green. And it's a uh, five five with, or a four four with Riot. And uh, Adapt two for uh, tuna green. But it says, when this creature enters the battlefield, if it if it has a plus one, plus one counter on it, and I don't know, you got to, hmm, make, maybe make a one, one, nah, or uh, then it would have to be a DAC three. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, it's a really cool mechanic, really well-worded. Uh, any final thoughts I have on Ravnica Allegiance? Oh, yes, the... I like how... Yeah, I like the Planeswalkers in League with Bulgos and against in League is uh, Dovin, Kaya, Rao... Hmm. 
Yeah, haha. The problems of not preparing any material. Devon, Kyrell. Then I'd imagine the Ractus one and the Demir one. Oh, Vraska. Vraska, so. Not the Rack. Maybe Domri. I wouldn't think so, but possibly. That's interesting. <laughs> you would not expect a green white planeswalker on that. We'll go. Yeah. Uh huh. So, pretty sick. Pretty awesome. Ravnica Allegiance looks like a good set. I think I like Guilds of Ravnica a little more for the mechanics and stuff, but this is looking to be an excellent, awesome set. Can't wait to see what they do in the third set with the Nickel Bolas. That would be interesting. And, yeah, go out there and pledge your allegiance to Ravnica. I pledge allegiance to the guild of Is It, of the flag of our patron and founder. I pledge allegiance to Rao's ingenuity and to crazy inventions for all. And on that note, thank you for listening to today's episode of Commanding Cryptically. I'll get back to you for uh, tomorrow's episode, and see you then.